Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Alex and this is our 69th podcast, but hopefully no jokes about the number 69 today. Uh, I'm joined by Martin. Hello. Stu. Hello. And welcome back, Crystally. Hello. Where the fuck have you been? I've been on holiday. Oh. I went to South America and got sick and oh. spent two weeks in a hotel room sweating and shivering and feeling awful. Oh dear. Sounds incredible. But I'm back now, so roll on the laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, the two things that I saw in your Twitter update were, yes, firstly, you were sick, and then, number two, you just admired uh, Brazilian backsides. Was that from your bed? (laughs) (laughs) When I ventured out of the hotel room, you just... Are they disproportionately large compared to the rest of the women? Uh, Sometimes they are, yeah, yeah. You've got skinny women with huge bums. What could the reason be? It's awesome. Why is that? I I think it might be genetic. Evolved bigger bottoms. For dancing. For samba. (laughs) It's awesome, though. It's, so, quite, it's quite something. Would you say you're an arse man? <laughs> That's such a leading question. No. Okay. All right, then. But no, awesome. Uh, so this week's podcast, we will be talking about the 3DS, which is obviously the big news this week. Uh, we'll be looking at some of the games that are coming out uh, over the next couple of weeks. But first, we're going to talk about the, the big news in the movie world, and that is Batman has some villains. It does indeed. Uh, Christopher Nolan's third Batman film, The Dark Knight Rises, had some casting news this week, um, some official casting news from Warner Brothers, and they finally revealed who will be Catwoman, a.k.a. Selina Kyle, and it is Anne Hathaway. So what do people think about that? I'm quite happy with that. I like Anne Hathaway. I like her, but I think one of the concerns is no no one's ever really seen her play a villain, and so we're not sure how how well that's going to translate, because she's always been kind of like a wide-eyed... Well, that's, I, I think girl. I've only ever seen her in Devil Wears Prada. I can't think of any other films of hers that I've actually seen. Mm. So, I but don't know. She's got acting chops. I reckon she can put yeah, it off. Yeah, definitely. I can't remember. I don't know. Did Michelle Pfeiffer play a villain before she did Batman Returns? She wasn't really known for doing anything good like point, that. Maybe not. She always played good girls, really. And she did a fantastic job. Mm. Can she... Can she uh, measure up to Michelle Pfeiffer? I don't think anybody will measure up to Michelle Pfeiffer. I mentioned her last week. Did you? Yeah. I didn't listen. No, well, you weren't here, were you? No. No. I mentioned her last week and everybody just kind of went, ah, you old man. No, she's fantastic. She is brilliant. I'm with you, Stuart. Cheers, mate. Yeah, but I don't know. It's a different kind of Catwoman, I'm guessing. Mm. That was kind of old school Catwoman. You know where, 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 I don't know where Catwoman is at the moment in the... What what's the kind of contemporary um, oh, God, it, version well, of her? I find it so hard. Well, I've read the most recent kind of Batman graphic novel uh, and... Um, her and Bruce Wayne are kind of sort of working together and, well, it's not Bruce Wayne, actually. It's oh, Actually, I can't... Mm. Spoilers. <laughs> so, her and Batman, sorry, yes, are uh, kind of working together. But that's, you know, because there's love interest there as well, so... Well, it, um, there's talk that the story might be uh, because, obviously, Batman's in hiding thanks to the end of The Dark Knight. Yeah. And so Catwoman um, starts... Uh, doing his job, basically, in Gotham City. Because that's the thing. And in because the of the way books, she's going about it, he has to come back and... Sort of help, out, help out the little woman. But but th- in the comic book, she's uh, she goes from being kind of like evil to good and sort yeah. of chopping and changing. So be interesting to see how this one's positioned. I, I, well, that's the good thing because in Christopher Nolan's movies, every there is no kind of straight delinearity between good and evil, mm. is there? Everybody's more kind of realistic than that. So yeah. she, that would be a good fit for that mm. kind of film. And um, you're saying I don't think she can measure up to Michelle Pfeiffer, but I can remember I didn't think anyone would measure up to Jack Nicholson as the Joker. That's true. And then Heath Ledger totally Blew him pissed all over that, yeah. basically. Yeah. So I no- still think there's going to be a big Heath Ledger-shaped hole in this in the third film, though, don't you? Yeah. I don't see what I don't see why if you've got if you've got Catwoman in there, and then as we're going to come on to in a second, you've got Bane as well. Who's playing Bane, Martin? I've um, Tom Hardy. Have I come out before in a podcast about how I've got a massive hard on for Tom Hardy? I just think I've got a real big man crush on him. Have you? He's incredible. Mm, he Absolutely incredible. He is good. Yeah. Mm, fair enough. That that is going to be a hard role to kind of bring to life. Though. I don't know much about Bane. 
Well, again, the two different sort of if you, like in the early days, Bane was kind of the ridiculous kind of um, uh, how do you describe him? Wait, so he's this kind of uh, military strategist who uh, overdoses on this thing called venom that turns him from yeah. kind of a big guy into a really really big guy with the stupid muscles, kind of like the Hulk, I guess. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you've seen him in Arkham Asylum. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's so that's the kind of newer Bane, which was from the Nightfall series, which is a really, really good. If you want to read a Batman series, then read that because he's the chap that breaks uh, Batman's back. So, but he's huge, like absolutely massive. So I don't know how they're going to do that. Tom Hardy could bulk up because he did. Uh, yeah, but, he did Bronson. Yeah, he's only about five foot nine. But but no, we're talking like incredible Hulk size here, and that for me. If they go down, and I don't think they will go down the route of CG, but if they do, that will ruin it. Mm. Well, a lot of people online have been kind of slating that choice, but if you actually read the press release, um, I think they were anticipating that because um, Nolan's quote is, um, I'm delighted to be working with Tom again and excited to watch him bring to life our new interpretation of one of Batman's most formidable enemies. Okay. So no okay. one's really said anything about that, but he's obviously just going to reinvent the character in his own Yeah. Or maybe every single shot that he does will be like uh, um, Lord of the Rings. So Batman will be this little man in the foreground and Bane will be Gandalf in the... Oh, we can but dream. Exactly. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> um, and the other two rumours that are still circulating is that Eva Green and Naomi Watts will be in it. With Eva Green playing uh, Raj Al Ghul's daughter and Naomi Watts Talia. playing Bruce Wayne's... Talia, yep. Yeah. Playing Bruce Wayne's uh, love interest. Possibly Vicky Vale, I don't know. But, um, but both of those are Bruce Wayne's love interest. Well, as is Selena Carl Catwoman. Wow, so love. It's a big love menage square. a trois. Or menage mm. a trois. Thank you. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> love, love square. Yeah. So, so we'll see about that. But if they're both in as well, it's going to be pretty hot. I must admit, I cannot wait for that movie. I think it's Well, you're going to have to wait till um, June 2012. Yeah. Mm. I'm afraid. That's not that long away. It's not really. But yeah, good times. Good times in Batman land. Moving on to this year, uh, Modern Warfare, unsurprisingly, is uh, rumoured to be back in November. Yeah, it's no surprise that there's going to be a Modern Warfare 3, but what is a surprise is um, who's behind it, or the various people behind it. Obviously, Infinity Ward kind of self-destructed um, with the Zamperla and West going over to EA. Um, and so they are still involved in some capacity. But How does that work? I don't know. Uh, basically, uh, there's a report in the LA Times saying that Sledgehammer Games, who were working on another Call of Duty title, yeah. are now working on Modern Warfare 3. Right. As are Raven Software. Right. And Infinity Ward. Raven Software apparently doing the online mode, which okay. strikes me as weird because... That's what Infinity Ward did really well. Yep. Um, Sledgehammer Games, all behind them. Uh, obviously, a lot of the people who uh, did Dead Space um, at Sledgehammer. Um, so... God, it sounds like a weird concoction. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it'd be quite cool to see what they do um, with a single player. Um, but yeah, so, it does... So it, does it say in this kind of LA Times report, so Sledgehammer are handling the single player, Raven are doing the what, multiplayer. Yeah. What are Infinity War doing all this? Just sitting on my cash pile. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just like franchise. Apparently they're, the they're involved with the uh, single player as well, Infinity Ward. Because right. I guess Modern Warfare 3 had, was already in shape. Of course. And yeah. it was already set on a certain course before um, all the shenanigans happened at Infinity Ward. Yeah. So I guess they're just trying to see that through to completion. See, um, uh, that is one game I'm not looking forward to. I, just, yeah, I, I mean, I, I wasn't a big fan of Modern Warfare 2. No, Black no, Ops no. was a pile of shit. Yeah. Um, my expectation for it is very low. So if it, you know, if it's half decent, then that will be, you know, good. But I just can't see it. It's too many cooks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Call of Duty series. Spoiling the blobs. Um, just crashing and burning as well. I think it's due to happen. I think it's going to tip over. It's going to be like a Tony Hawk's kind of thing. See, you say that though, but still, people loved COD blobs. I know we didn't, and critically, uh, it didn't do that well. But it's sold by the bucket load. And I just I don't think that that series or franchise is going to die off anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, going to be, it's sort of by the load because it was in the run up to Christmas, I reckon. It's, it's going to be happy saturation point now because there was at one point when Tony Hawk's games ruled the world and everyone thought they was just that was just going to go on forever and they were just sold millions and millions and millions and it's just people. I, I would say there's more scope for doing stuff in a game where you can run around shooting people's heads than you can on the skateboard. I'd be, I'd be disappointed if the what about skating for, around shooting people's heads. Maybe maybe that's the direction they'll take it in. Call of Duty Tony Hawk's. Yeah. I'd be really disappointed if the appetite for military shooters didn't wane because I'm super, super, super fed up with them. Yeah, but that was like me over Christmas. I had all these new games and I just wanted to go around and shoot people in the head. Because you're an idiot. I am an idiot. And for me. 
And what? Hey. And what? Violent. Well, I didn't do it in real life. Oh, I see. Sorry, right. So that's fine. So anyway, Modern Warfare coming in November. No surprise there. Whoop, whoop. Uh, in September, Star Wars is coming out on Blu-ray. Hello. Is that exciting? No. Uh, oh. Well, it is. Why is, is it? It, why is it not exciting? I've seen them. Oh, yeah, that's true. Have <laughs> you seen them in HD? No, I saw them oh, in the cinema. TV, they look quite nice. I don't, I can't, I don't, what are they bringing to it? Are they going to be, are they doing original cut? And no. They, well, it, ha- it hasn't been announced, but, um, so finally it's been, the date's announced. It was announced at CS that they were coming out in uh, the fall, because it's America. Um, but it's coming out September 27th. So, um, obviously you'll have the complete package, which will have all six movies in it. And then they'll do the prequels and then the original trilogy as separate bundles. That's good. But other than that... But what are they mastering from? Didn't George Lucas say he'd actually destroyed the negatives for... Uh, or somebody destroyed parts of the negatives of the original... Yeah, we some nonsense saying in the special effects place that had to destroy it. It's just, it's, it's obscene. Absolute bollocks as well. Yeah. yeah. And to be quite it's frank, true. it's not true, is it? It's not true. And I think all of us, even if, even if they just took it from like an old 35mm print, we'd be quite happy, just as long as we could get the original versions back. Mm. I mean, they've just released or re-released... Um, so really famous uh, uh, Metropolis, yeah, and they've just re-released that on Blu-ray with with um, some scenes that they could only find in a really really beat up sixteen millimeter print, and so you go from this quite pristine for its age thirty five mil image to this really crappy grainy sixteen mil uh, image in the middle of the film, but it doesn't matter, does it? Because you're still seeing what you're supposed to see. You're still mm. seeing what the director intended, and I think all of us would agree, even if it did look a bit beat up, a bit soft, even if the colours were a bit faded, we'd still just love to have the original Star Wars movies on Blu-ray. Because uh, I think, yeah, as if you've got like, well, you can squeeze like five versions of a film on a Blu-ray or whatever, it's yeah. like, it wouldn't hurt to have it on there, to have the option to watch it if you wanted it Absolutely. to. Absolutely. I've still got the, uh, the best cut of Star Wars um, on video from the first time they showed it on ITV. Yeah. Or did they cut stuff out of it? Or? No, just like, with all the adverts, with all yeah. the like 1983 adverts <laughs> oh. in it. Did you Hand not pause? No, adverts. <laughs> no, I think maybe we were out. Maybe I was too young to understand pausing for adverts. But right. God, I miss having on VHSs where to go back in because it's, it's, it's beautiful having that little time capsule where you can see I think it's the best cut with like Smash Mash advert in the middle of it and things like that. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, the only st- rumoured stuff that is going to be on there, apparently there's going to be deleted scenes and some archive footage, but again, no surprise there. No. But that's that's not really what I want. As you say, Stu, I want the original cut, yeah. if possible. But anyway. Well, you uh, never know. Maybe maybe he'll surprise us all. Exactly. Or, or alternatively, he'll do this version, then three years later, another one will yeah. come out. But because he keeps saying he, that, that, that the original cut, he doesn't want people to see the original cut because it's not the film he wants us to see. Let us be the judge of that, yeah. you fuck nut. Exactly. That was the good thing about the the Blade Runner Blu-rays. You had every it's version not for on him there. To it was because I know it's his film, but it's it's the public's property once it's been released in that. Well, isn't it? Twentieth uh, Century Fox's property. Uh, really? Yeah, but it's in the public domain, so I don't know. Well, that vi- that videotape with the adverts on is my property. Get up on YouTube. Yeah, stick it up. Just stick the adverts up, and we'll. Yeah, don't worry about the film. Just the adverts. I want to see. Yeah. So enough of the Star Wars ranting. Let's talk about some other television classics that are coming back. Yes, um, a little bit of news yesterday. I don't know if anyone cares about this still, but Red Dwarf is returning. Really? Wasn't it? Happened, what happened to the movie the, and the US? The TV movie's series. not happening. The US version's not happening. Oh, did you ever see the US pilot? No. Oh, it stank. No. Yeah, it was awful. The three really or four bad. episodes they did last year or the year before, they were bloody awful. Yeah, I, they I forgot, were. but I didn't even watch them. But, but I thought, they were very successful. Were they? Yeah, they they screened on Dave and they gave them uh, bigger viewing figures than BBC Two or Channel Four, which is the only time that's happened in oh, Dave's history. Right. So, logically, Dave have, have uh, put the money up to... So sh- Dave are doing them? Yep. Mm. They're going to shoot a six-part series um, in November, December and January. Yeah. And it was supposed to be a big secret, but Craig Charles and his big mouth let it slip on radio uh, yesterday. Right. And so but they're all having to kind Red of... Um, Red, so the, the, I, I, I didn't see the, the new episodes, but I've heard mm. they were shit. Red Wolf was shit after like the second series, really. No, I think up to series six, it was really good. Yeah. And then it just nosedived dramatically. Up yeah, to and I think, I think Craig Charles was, in, in, in his interview, was saying that... In the throes of crack. <laughs> 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 eh, not anymore. Um, was <laughs> agreeing with you guys, saying that it has to be as fun as it used to be. 
um, saying that they're going to try and recapture the highlights like Series 5 and Series 6. Who's, who's writing it? Yeah, that's the thing. Is it Grant and Naylor? Uh, it's Doug Naylor. Yeah, because okay. Thingy Grant, he's not interested he off, anymore, is he? Yeah. No. And that's, I think, when it started to go a bit poo. Like Eddie Grant, I think his name is. Eddie Grant, that's yeah. right, yeah. Give me hope, Joanna. <laughs> I, he don't want to dance. Um, <laughs> they, um, and then Robert Llewellyn uh, wrote a blog on his... Um, on his website saying that they're also hoping to shoot in front of an audience as well, which they haven't done for years. But he was saying he's worried that if they do shoot in front of an audience, the last time they did that was 1998. Yeah. And saying that now, because that, it takes so long to in post-production on a Red Dwarf show, they're just worried that all the plot lines and spoilers will get out there because of course, yeah. of audiences yeah. being there. It's completely and so, different, isn't it? So yeah. These days, yeah. But um, yeah, so that will be, I think they were saying 2012. But I'm sure it'll be 2011, to be honest. Right, I was going to say, you know, this is only Red Dwarf we're talking about here, for Christ's sake. Yeah, but if they're not shooting till November, do you oh, say? Yeah. true, yeah. Yeah, next year. Does anyone care? No. I'll, I'll probably watch it. I'll probably, because I did, I used to really enjoy Red, Red Dwarf. So mm. I, yeah. But, but the, the, the new shows that came out put me right off. It started off, like, that's why I always liked the first two series. It started off like a sci-fi show. It had ideas yeah. mm. um, in each episode. It was like a, a self-contained thing. They were, they were fantastic. But then it just turned into just another shite sitcom. Yeah. Well, yeah, stupid caricatures of themselves. And it's like, oh, God. Yeah. And I, I must admit, I really cannot hear the word smeg ever again. No. It's just not funny. How are they going to treat Chris Barry's character looking like <laughs> 20 years older than he did seeing as he's a fucking hologram? Or is he yeah. still a hologram? I can't remember anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it doesn't no. matter, does it really? No. It doesn't really matter. No. <laughs> it doesn't really matter, does it? It doesn't really matter. Um, a show that has remained consistently good, though, even although it's only on Series 3, is Being Human. And that returns on Sunday of this week, so a couple of days after this podcast hits. Um, season 3, uh, very excited, but no one else in here watches it, do they? That's why I still no. haven't seen an episode of Could it. Could someone no. else watch it so we can actually talk about I can talk about it with someone on the podcast. I tried watching it, I didn't like it. Oh, Sorry. But it's getting better. But it's surely better we can't come along. into season 3 without seeing the first two seasons. Yeah, why not? It's what Wikipedia's there for. Mm. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same week, actually, earlier this week, the US version uh, debuted in the States to really, really strong reviews. Right. I can imagine it being the kind of thing America would do better, to be honest. Well, they've st- the UK one took a while to find its feet, I think. It was, mm. it was a lot more comedy to begin with, and now it's gotten really dark. And I think, from what I'm hearing, the US one has started off much darker. So I think uh, they've kind of learned from the mistakes that the UK one made. But right. Yes, very excited about that. So I'll talk to myself about that next week. <laughs> I think what's next is actually the, it's been a week of exciting news. But the, um, Stuart, you've got a story which I think is the most exciting news well, of the year so far. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're all very excited about Portal Two because uh, the original Portal is one of the best games ever made, uh, and Portal Two is uh, it's been announced as it's going to have cross-platform play. So you're not just going to be stuck if you've got the PS3 version. You're not just going to be stuck playing with your friends who have got PS3s. Uh, you can also play with friends that have PCs and Macs. But not apparently 360s. It's uh, I, I'm not sure why not 360. Well, obviously because the PS3 is getting steam. Yes, yeah. Uh, that, I mean that's that's the that's the interesting and that's thing as well. And that's helps facilitate it. And uh, maybe Microsoft aren't so open to uh, having steam on mm. on the Xbox 360, um, which they're probably not going to do. Yeah. Why? Because they've got their own systems in place, which make a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to get all sorts of stuff though if you get the uh, the, the PS3 version. Uh, a set of publishing and development tools. Uh, what, what on earth are you going to use those for? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, so what else are you going to get? Yeah, cloud-based storage of saved games if you have the PS3 version. Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's the point? I thought the whole point well, of having also, a PS3 what, is that you get a hard drive to save your games. I know, but what you'll also get is a, uh, a code so you can get a PC version of it on Steam. So you could play Portal 2 at home. Yeah. And then you can go to work and then play it on your uh, at lunchtime on your PC. <laughs> at lunchtime, that's right. Yeah, you can just you can just play the same game and just carry on your game. Literally pick um, up where yeah. you left yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. from PS3 to PC. Yeah, or Mac. That's pretty that's amazing. That is that's, really good. That's yeah. smart. It's great. Yeah, and if if, if this kind of functionality can extend. Um, Beyond that, that'd be great. I mean, it's not the first time this has happened. No, um, uh, Microsoft released a game called, I think it was called Shadowrun in 2007, which ran across both Xbox 360 and PC. And who can forget that? <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> I had to look it up on Wikipedia. I was like, there's definitely been a game like that. But it's, yeah, it's it's one of those things. That was only very much you could play PC versus Xbox 360. Yeah. There wasn't that kind of compatibility where you could stop on one console and play on the, the PC. 
Uh, and the other problem was with it is that obviously it was an FPS, and so most kind of PC games prefer to have kind of twitch controls that are much faster compared to Xbox 360. So they had to balance it out. So the PC game felt really sluggish. So it matched with the Xbox 360. Yeah, so I'll be uh, interested to see how they're going to balance it out because a lot of a large part of Portal 2 is co-op play. And I was quite excited mm. by the fact that I could play co-op with my friend who's got a, who's going to be playing the PC version. Yeah. But he's going to be in a different league to me because he's got mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Yeah, but I I'd see. I never we're playing together, but, but it still never really kind of struck me that Portal that you needed that, those kind of twitch kind of, controls to do it. Like I never struggled on 360. It will make I think it will make a difference, and there will be a divide. But then when it's co-op play, it's not as if it's competitive, so it, it, no. it won't be so bad. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they tackle that. So this is like the uh, the second game in a couple of weeks, really, where the the PS3 version would seem to be markedly superior. Yeah. I mean, with with Mass Effect Two coming out on PS3 last week. Using the mass, the engine that's going to be Mass Effect Three, is this turning into into PlayStation 3's year at last? Is this going to be the year when it really, really begins to to kind of move away from from what the 360 can offer? I think everyone knows it's got a bit more power underneath it, and so it's it's, it's going to have longer legs, and it's going to be able to do more dazzling things once people start developing for it mm. um, a bit more. But I think the really interesting things that Valve and Gabe Newell from Valve was really vocal about how much he hated the PS3. And the PS3 the got an, yeah. an absolutely woeful version of the orange box. Yeah. Um, and Valve kind of didn't want to work on it again. But obviously, Sony had words. Uh, and now they're the best of friends. That's but good. See, see, that's the thing, though. Like, I'm not sure, you know, obviously, each um, format's going to have its strong game lineup. But I think the mm. fact, like, Steam on there, is that going to be a fully operational version of Steam? So, sort of have a Steam shop, or is it purely the Steam multiplayer cl- client? Uh, I, I, I assume you wouldn't have a shop. I can't imagine replacing the PSN store. But I was going to say, if they did that, that's incredible. Mm. So. I don't know though. I, it doesn't mention it's going to be the full the full store on the on the press release we've got. It's just going to be there for for game updates, community features, that kind of right. thing. So right. I I don't know. We'll see. Exciting stuff. Very exciting. Uh, Let us know what you think of this week's news. A, punters, IGN UK, feedback at IGN.com. If you've got anything to say or uh, what is it? Hit us up on Twitter's up? What is it? Hit us up on Twitter. You can hit us anywhere or just turn up to the office and hit us. (laughs) Yeah. Don't give them the address for God's sake. They'll do it. Team IGN UK is, uh, that's us on Twitter and Facebook. Mm. 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 So obviously that's, I I would say all those news pieces are interesting. But the big news of this week 3DS. Well, actually, the price wasn't announced, unfortunately. Yeah. But the release date was. Yeah, the release date was announced. Um, yeah. 25th of March, which isn't Ooh. that long away. Um, it's too long away for me, though, because yeah. I just went and pre-ordered one at lunchtime, and I can't wait. So, wait. so you pre-ordered money. one at, the, what, the price of, what, about 30 quid less than a PS3? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Fucking hell. So, just to put it into context, you flew over to Amsterdam. Yep. For I went over to Amsterdam for the, for the European event, which um, I've got to admit was a bit of a damn squib. <laughs> we were. We really? Were, we, because <laughs> on the telly in the office, it looked amazing. <laughs> when we live streamed it, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you had to that be there, I guess. Huge dose of sarcasm <laughs> from Chris there. God yeah, almighty, that went on. T- talk us through the day, Martin. Talk, yeah. talk us through what happened. I woke up at bloody half two in the morning to fly over there. So, biggest hardware launch of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nothing happened. I can't. I, I, I well, won't, I'm not even to flourish it. With, I don't want to give it any more time than it deserves because it was. But they just... didn't know who. They didn't know who you were. No. I can't believe that no one would not know who you were. You're the award-winning <laughs> games writer, yeah, Martin Robinson. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm not going to diss the, um, the the lovely PR and events people um, who. Well, because you spent the last two days doing it, but you're just not going to do it live yeah. on the podcast. Okay. Well, no, th- there was a lot of people there. It's obviously yeah. a big deal. They had a load of people there. How many were there? I didn't count. <laughs> Roughly. <laughs> I would have preferred you to have done that. Just stand by the door. <laughs> One. A clicker. Two. Yeah, so I didn't actually play any 3DS games. I just counted people in really? and out of the thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to make up a number. I don't know if it's going to be right or not. I'm going to say 500. 12? 600? That'll do. That's good enough. Loads. And, and Jonathan Ross was on stage, of course. Yeah, he yeah. did his best, bless him. And tried to bring a bit of um, a bit of humour to the proceedings. Who was that irritating Japanese man with the translator? Yoshiono, the campus man in games Fuck development. Hey, hey, I love Duken. The guy that came on to talk about Street Fighter, but just went on and, and on and, and on. on. No, bless him, Yoshiono is really enthusiastic and he's a really sweet guy. But it's just you don't want, especially I don't understand why they were live streaming it because, like, we're subject to a lot of those inane presentations yeah. where they just sap out any of the fun in games God, don't they just but I don't know why they want to show the public that because I'm not sure who that was aimed at what was the, what was the low light for you oh it's got to be um, we was expecting an announcement of a game 
uh, and everyone's getting quite excited about it. A, people, a few people got overexcited, including me, and thought um, it could be something fairly big like Metroid. Yeah. Um, and then we had, it was obviously the stage is being primed for the, for the big announcement. And then on walks the, just a hot nerd, an absolute <laughs> nerd from Ardman. Oh, the guy from Ardman. The most uncharismatic man yeah. ever David to race the stage. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he had a huge announcement, didn't he? Didn't he, he made just, a huge announcement that yeah. Sean the Sheep is coming to the 3DS. Weirdly, that, that, is what I was, that was what I was primed for. The crowd Not... went wild. <laughs> that is what 3D um, was made for, yeah. surely. And then he just kept on getting better and better and better. So then we, we, had, we had all those announcements, we had all those games. And then, um, yeah, they announced the release date, but yeah. no price. Hang on, before we reach that, that yeah. what, can you just talk me through, what the hell are they going on about where you have it in your pocket and you walk past somebody Street that's pass. got one? Yeah, what the, f- what, what's all that about? It's a great idea. It's something which has been um, kind of a part of some DS games, um, like Dragon Quest Nine, famously has, has that kind of functionality. But I think the problem was, the guy he was talking about was that mental Japanese guy. Yeah. Uh, and so I switched off. He looks, like, he looks like a sun-dried Miyamoto, that guy. <laughs> what, does it, what does it mean, though? What does Street Pass do? To be honest, I, it's just one because during the presentation, the, the the pro that I am, did you and doze I been off? Up since two o'clock, I just couldn't. I couldn't you pay did, attention you, to you it. You dozed off. Really, I, kept, I didn't doze off, but I kept them just getting. I kept them just glazing over, and then just not knowing what's going on. And I just kept them just coming too. And honestly, they could have you announced. You dozed off then. They could, have, they could have announced new Metroid, and I just wouldn't have been any of the wiser. So, you, just, you just said Street Pass was great, and now you don't know what it is. It's um, it's a way to <laughs> DDS is to talk to each other and for them all to interact with each other while they're in your pocket. And so you can just. But be how on does the that bu- manifest? So if I'm walking up the street with one in my pocket yep. and I see a seven-year-old little kid with one in his you pocket, like of, yeah, could I have a chat with him <laughs> through my DS? Is this going to be? Could my DS communicate with him? When the DS first came out, it had uh, picture chat in it, and there was people in uproar thinking that mm. paedophiles could. This groom is, children a, with it I'm, I'm with you it's, Tilly it's a, it's a paedophile's charter yeah <laughs> if, I see, if I see a little chap called Milo for example yeah. would I be able to give him one you can do whatever s- squirt him yeah what <laughs> po- poke him you mean poke him poke yeah. him on basically it is just a paedophile administrator <laughs> <laughs> That's 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 what it's for, and that's why. That's you actually like your. It. That, can we just? That is actually Martin's job title here. <laughs> so what, what's the uh, what's the latest on pricing then? What's the latest uh, rumor news? Nintendo really announced the release date March twenty fifth. Uh, all well and good, two days for the US. So two fingers up to them. Um, and then they didn't announce the price, which a lot of people were disappointed by. Huge cop out. Yeah, but it's mm. no surprise. Nintendo Don't got done for price fixing. I'm pointing at you. <laughs> Nintendo got done in 2001 for price fixing and got fined 92.1 million pounds for fixing the price of the um, would have been the N64 in the UK. Yeah, okay. right. Uh, and so because of that, because they were t- uh, accused of um, keeping the price high of the N64 when they didn't necessarily have to, they've been very coy ever since about doing uh, an- announcing the um, price of a console. And they haven't actually, if you think back, they've never announced the price of a console in the UK, in Europe. Right. Mm. Not since 2001 anyway. But so, so they were done because the price of the N64 was unnecessarily high. Yeah. I would say the price of the 3DS is unnecessarily high. Well, you don't know what it is. It's full of technology. Well, all retailers are, well, it's between 219 and 229. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's retailer's discretion. So. RRP is, I think, 230, 229, um, You can get it for as low as 200 online. But um, see what yeah, did one of our colleagues buy one from Japan this week? Yeah, yeah. You, you can, yeah, well, you can get it cheaper if you buy it from the US. It's, it was about well, it works out to, quid. to be like who's, if who's even if it from you, Japan, uh, will. will. Uh, but even if you uh, buy it in California, which has got the highest kind of state tax, you're, it's still like seventy quid cheaper than the UK. Mm. Uh, if you buy it online, you're saving yourself like about eighty-five quid. I think I need to phone Angela Rippon because this is a case for rip-off Britain. Mm. Absolutely, isn't she dead? I don't know. And no, I, no, she's presenting rip-off Britain. Oh, hmm. I actually had to do some work at the end two days ago, so I yeah. wasn't able to have a look at what what happened in New York. How did that one go down? They had a, they, well, they just had a much more efficient press um, event because they, they they finished half an hour before ours, even though we started at the same time. Were well, there the, more exciting announcements there? Or? It's, it's it was the same. The same, it's the same information quite, in reverse order, almost yeah. though, because they got mm. the kind of price and release that out quite early. While you know, because I was kind of like uh, listening to the US feed but watching the U, uh, European feed. Um, and we were still getting this chat from Capcom trying to get everyone in the audience to bloody dragon punch or whatever the heck it was. Mm. And it's like, jeez, oh, I want to know the price of this thing. And then you get to the end of the presentation, no price. Uproar, I tell you. 
uproar. Up did did they manage to get the uh, Sean the Sheep announcement as well? They, they didn't get the Sean the Sheep announcement. I had to break that to them, and they were yeah because I started chatting to the US guys at the time, and they were over the moon. But They've they been, they also didn't like the other the good thing that I thought or the interesting thing yep. was the kind of partnerships with Sky and yep. stuff like that. Oh, None yeah. of that was announced in. Um, in the US they don't have Sky do they no but I mean there were no other kind of uh, non-gaming partnerships were announced in the US uh, it's interesting I watched a few broadcasts on um, on the 3DS I watched a tennis match Um, oh Oh, well you were over in Amsterdam yeah Uh, so uh, when you should have been playing games to write about them you just thought I'll see what's on telly no it was on the bloody 3DS you tool alright yes I I know oh was that a joke just get on with it (laughs) (laughs) brilliant it looked really good but I'm just worried about uh, I think it's great Eurosport and Sky are on board Mm. Um, it'd be awesome if people like the BBC and Channel 4 got on board yeah. and I'm not sure what the capacity is and how effective it is going to be at streaming it because if it's just short form stuff I'm just suspicious it's going to be a little two minute match report or a yeah, little like, Sky Sports News half, nonsense yeah. yeah a one and a half minute thing I, but if, if what I was get, it that you saw? Was it? I just saw it was just a, like a, a one minute clip of a tennis match and how did right. it look? it looked really good it looked, it's, it's the 3D works quite. It's, the 3D works really yeah. well and 3D broadcasts on it and did they, I must admit, I can't remember what they, oh, you were probably asleep at the time, I guess, but um, <laughs> did they say whether it would actually be live broadcasts for uh, Sky? Or? I don't think they specified that, yeah, but I assume... You're making that up, are you? No, but I assume not, though, because it doesn't, because of a, it's obviously only got Wi-Fi, um, and so I would have thought it'd right. be quite, without the 3G or 4G capabilities, I'm not sure if they will have live broadcasts. But you could do it through Wi-Fi. Either. Yeah, you could do it through Wi-Fi. Yeah, you could. What Wi-Fi has it got? Is it N? Or mm-hmm. the old one? Mm-hmm. What, Nintendo Wi-Fi? Idiots. Yes. So but I think um, it's safe to say the presentation went as badly as it possibly could. It was yes. pretty yeah. bad, yeah. yeah. In terms of us in the office, so excited about 3DS and by the end of it, considering not buying it. Yeah, so <laughs> I said it's just because I don't yeah. know how they make something so exciting so boring. I don't know what goes through these people's minds though when they're planning these presentations. Cocaine. Really? Mm. Yeah, I reckon. I don't think they're that exciting to be doing... Anyway. But so you spent, what, the best part of, what, four hours playing 3DS or something? Yeah, I did. No, yeah, the, the good news is I spent ages playing it. And were, were your eyes squiffy by the end of it? No, uh, no motion sickness at all. Um, you can't actually use a 3D uh, effect. You know, got a 3D slider on a console. Yeah. You can't use that to uh, full whack, basically. Right. But that's something I think we've already known. Is it just too much 3D? It is too much 3D. Too much awesome. But isn't it not well, there? No, you, do, you do find yourself slipping back in time and regressing to, to yeah. a child. If is it not there? Did you put yourself? You've got squiffy eyes. If you put it up too high, do you end up inside the machine? Yeah. Yeah. Mario. Tron style I am looking forward to the 4DS, which I think is yes. where they're that's going a, That's out 15 years ago. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I had no problems at all, basically, with my, with my eyesight after a long, long day spent playing it. But... I'm left-handed and I was screwed over by some of the games on there. Mm. Because um, That's bad. Because with the original DS, you had the face buttons could act as like a D-pad on the other side. And so if you wanted to play like something like Metroid Hunters, where you had to use a stylus, you can just switch over. But um, with this, because you've only got one analogue slider on it, I was trying to play Kid Icarus on it, um, which you need to control the character of the slider and then the reticule with the um, touchpad, and I couldn't do it because I'm an idiot and I can't use my right hand properly. That's rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you guys think is going to be the must-buy game when it comes out? I think Kid The interest, I've just been it? down to game and Nintendo being really coy about release date or what's coming out on launch date. They didn't actually announce. They announced a massive list of games that are going to come out before June. Yeah. Um, summer, which yeah. is a good list. There's some cool stuff in there. Pilot Wing Zelda. Um, launch day stuff. Yeah. But in terms well, we'll of... Say, say on that list though, what, what do you think is going to be there? Uh, Between now and summer? Yeah. I think well, it was Zelda and Pilot Wings are the two ones I'm really, really desperate for. That's a kid Icarus. There seems to be a lot of buzz around that. Yeah, it's right. It's just a. Re- it's, it's okay. Oh, but you but couldn't play it because that was the one game that screwed it over you because <laughs> your left-handedness. It looks really good, but it's just not the kind of game I'd get that excited about. Right. Yeah. Do, do you think there'll be a Tetris though, something that that everyone ends up buying it for that just comes out of nowhere? There's no. That's, there's no real killer game for it, which is a real yeah. shame. Well, um, Tetris def- came free with Game Boy though. I'm it not did, sure. But it nevertheless, it was the one. Popular. It was the one that everyone wanted the Game Boy for as DS well. DS had a yeah. similar problem as well. DS didn't have a killer app no. for ages. It was almost like about months. <clears throat> had Yoshi Touch and Go was like the best game you can get. It's Mario Kart. Start. That's out before summer, is it? It's not, that's not, it wasn't in the list. Was that not on the list? list? Oh, god damn, I was looking forward to that. Yeah. See, I've, for got, me, I've, got a theory. I've, got, I've got a theory why there's no killer game for 3DS. And that is because 3DS, uh, 3D doesn't matter and it's not that interesting and it's not that important. What? That doesn't make sense. Of course it does. There's going to be no killer app for it because nobody... Honestly, I think I've got a feeling that this is just going to be, once again, a bit of a fad and I don't think it's going to sell that well. What, like the okay. Wii? 
I think you're mm. wrong. I think it'll sell well. I think it'll sell well. The DS sold not really well. Not at that well. price, it's not going to sell well. Yeah, I think when the DS launched it, it was 100 quid on, uh, uh, when it first came out, and this is 230. Yeah. It's a lot of money. So it's not the kind of thing you could buy for your kids so easily. No. You won't have that kind of penetration, but no. it is awesome, an awesome poor, technology. Poor kid penetration. <laughs> the paedophile administrator has poor child uh, penetration I mean if iPhone oh. 5 comes out and that's got a lenticular screen and it enables you to watch 3D yeah. the, the, the entire universe may as well just end everything because there'll be no reason to buy anything else ever again will there no but it doesn't have Nintendo and a, and a flashlight on the back it's <laughs> <laughs> not, not really going to slip in your pocket that the way best stuff it? I saw though <laughs> for me <laughs> 3D stuff was like well and good the best games I saw there uh, with the AR, the augmented reality ones. Okay. I had this one, this game called Face Raider, where basically you take a photo <laughs> of your face, yeah. and then it scans it in and then turns it into like a 3D scan of your face. Mm. And then you point the camera around, <laughs> and then like, and so you can see obviously what's going on around you through, mm. the, through the camera. And then just from nowhere and morphing out of like other people's faces will be your face. Right. But that like as like, cool. a, like kind of as like a cherub with horns yeah. and you've got to fire tennis balls in your own mouth. And then <laughs> and if you if you don't this is in Amsterdam, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just exactly the same. And if you don't if you don't do it right, um then your face comes towards you and comes out of the screen and kisses you. <laughs> <laughs> and so at one Man. point I was playing it, and then this, I pointed at this uh, as one of the um, one of the lovely ladies uh, showing it off, and her face turned into my face and came out at me and kissed me. You saw this bloody hobo coming at you. <laughs> I swear, no it's one else has written about that. <laughs> this is just something that happened in your own mind after God knows how many that hours. That sounds a bit like being John Malkovich or yeah. something. Yeah. When you say kisses you, what tongues and all? I, uh, I haven't got... <laughs> did you pucker up for yourself? Did yeah. you open? <laughs> did you open your mouth? I did. I did get a bit carried away and just started just pashing the 3D. I mean, you know what you're going to do. You know what people are going to do. They're going to start taking photos of their bums, aren't they, and playing that instead. And oh, wait for your bum no. to come out and kiss you. That's going to be wow. yeah, the first person to oh, scan their cock in yeah, as well. 3D cock. Kudos to them. Oh, oh no. <laughs> what, you mean you didn't do that while the blonde lady was holding the 3DS and you were playing it? Excuse me, love, I just unzipped myself. <laughs> that would have caused a stir. I should have put that on stage. Jonathan Ross whips out his todger. Oh, the possibilities are endless. And on that note. And on that note. So that's it for 3DS. Uh, very exciting. Uh, what's happening nearer to this very date that we are sitting here? Um, we've got some games coming. Actually, not many games. We haven't got that many games. So we've got, uh, got two Nintendo games, Mario versus Donkey Kong, Miniland Mayhem. Which looks all right. DS yeah. game. It's on your yeah. desk. No one's bothered to pick it up. Exactly. It right. it's, on yeah. it's on my desk. People have um, looked at the cartridge. On my desk, I've got a game. I've got a copy of Mario Sports Mix, which is also out next week. Again, I haven't bothered to put Again. it in. Why console. do you need that when you've already got Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort? And on the 360, you've got Mediocre Racing Game Nailed. But so, they, I know it's they've not bothered spelling nailed with an E, just an apostrophe. Yes, because yeah. it's for the kids. It's extreme. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was because they run out of letter set letters or something. Letter set? Oh my God, do they still make that? <laughs> you really are from a different time zone. <laughs> uh, what about movies? Is anything more exciting on movies coming out? Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. Brilliant. Um, Thanks for listening. We've got, um, no, we have got one good film. Uh, Rapunzel? Why am I calling it Rapunzel? It's Tangled, which is based on the Rapunzel story. Right. Uh, new Disney cartoon, fantastic. Oh, it's Disney? Yeah. Okay. Uh, thoroughly recommend really funny really good so is it, what is it a kind of old school uh, 2D Disney film in di- no, I think it's in 3D but it's 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 hand drawn animation so it's 2D in 3D um, is it yeah. hand drawn I thought it was CG is it CG yeah it looks hand drawn it's not Pixar I think is what we're saying <laughs> it's, it's, it's CG I hate to disappoint you it's CG unless, unless they're really good at drawing no but it's, surely like even their kind of traditional Disney films. <laughs> can we get? Can, can we skip back to the start of this? Because we don't know, <laughs> and we should though. know. But that's <laughs> it's not too. Surely deep. no one actually bothers hand drawing animation at Disney. Well, hang days. on, Princess and the Frog was hand drawn, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Can we just go back to the no, start it looks of this? Like um, it was hand drawn. Tangled is. This is interesting. Is, 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 yeah, this, yeah, it's ta- Tangled CG. is. It's in the traditional Disney style, so it's like about a prince, a pretty princess, but it is in 3D. Can yeah, we just do it again? Too late. Is it in 2D? <laughs> plus, I, plus, I'm pretending I've seen it and I haven't actually seen it. So, oh, All right, well, we'll just let everybody know. Chris hasn't seen that, everybody. But it's, what, what it's the best film out this week. <laughs> what else haven't you seen this week, Chris? The Mechanic. <laughs> What's that like? No idea, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Tom saw it. 
Um, so I've written down. I've written down. It's not vintage Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, uh, Tom saw it and yeah. said it wasn't very good. Uh, Tom's not here this week, obviously, but it's it's uh, Jason Statham <laughs> and, and Donald Tom's Sutherland. A big Statham fan as well. Yeah. So, so it's it's average Statham. Yeah. yeah. He interviewed Donald Sutherland, didn't he? Yeah. He did. That was a bit well, a bit strange, apparently. <laughs> Old man who just kept spitting in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> actually asked for a spittoon. How awesome is that? Uh, Are we supposed to say that? We didn't say whether that was Sutherland or Tom that asked for a spittoon. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> but but um, yeah, Tangle is by all accounts fantastic. I will be going to see it. Right. So that's what I recommend. And the other thing that we didn't actually mention was the BAFTA nominations came out this week. Oh, of course, yes. Um, we were down there to cover it. And um, the, big, uh, the big film of the day was The King's Speech, which got 14 nominations. Um, Have you Black's- seen that yet? Uh, no. <laughs> I tried to buy tickets to see it this weekend, and I have been away for quite yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it, it's been replaced this weekend at my local by Black Swan, mm, which right. got, I think, 12 nominations. 14, was it 12? Something like that, yeah. Um, and I think The Social Network's going to be the big winner at the Oscars, but I think King's Speech could actually yeah. do the business at BAFTA. I, I really do. There's a big groundswell of kind of support for it. Mm. Yeah growing at the moment yeah like I said last week it's a good movie yeah it's a good movie yeah kind of yeah Meh. Do, well, how do you think compared to the social interest. network <sighs> so for me social network's more engrossing more engaging yeah and a better film you know King King Speech I think is a bit it's a bit ITV-ish yeah it's a bit, a bit worthy yeah yeah it's a bit it's a a frippery you know a frippery what is that Starbucks Yes, mm-hmm. Frappuccino. <laughs> so yeah, BAFTA nominations were out and they're, they're all up on the site if people want to have a look at them. So to finish off this week's podcast, we're going to shift over to Listener Feedback Corner and uh, who is the first I've got one from Martin? Luke. Luke Froddick, Canada's own Luke Froddick. Uh, he's going to explain to us what an Eskimo pie is. Yeah, so obviously over the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about our favourite pies and then an Eskimo pie came up. And I don't think any of us knew no. what the fuck it was. Oh God, this sounds amazing. It's vanilla ice cream on a stick dipped in hot fudge so that has a thin layer of hard chocolate on the outside. That's a magnum. Yeah. What? Oh, ice yeah. cream. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound particularly Ice cream fudge chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the fudge, you don't get the fudge in them. Yeah, you do. I bet there is there's a... a ca- there's a caramel magnum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there must be a, a well, he's, magnum. Maybe, maybe we call them magnums here. Uh, but yeah, they these have been around cool. longer than magnums, Eskimo pies. These have been around for donkey's years in, in, in the States. I know, but it's just... I thought it was going to be something a bit more exciting than that. It's what, like real Eskimos in there? No, Chris. But maybe a combination of polar bears and fish. <laughs> that would something. be delicious. A polar bear pie. Yes. What do you reckon bear tastes like? Chicken. Everything, Everything tastes, tastes like chicken. chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I might have said this before, but an old girlfriend of mine, she dumped... She tasted like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was more like fish. Um, oh, oh, that really wasn't no, a she actually had to. I've said this before, but she actually had to break up with a fella because he wouldn't touch fish food ice cream because he didn't want fish in his ice cream. What, what an idiot. Yeah, he was, he was a gym instructor. Oh talking, <laughs> talking of Dan... <laughs> uh, we've had an email uh, from uh, Daniel Petho 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 Dan isn't just a twat he's an M&S twat you need, to do, you need to do it in a sultry voice that was uh, it needs to be more sultry uh, hang on I'll turn up the sultry meter Dan isn't just a twat you've turned into an old man he's you? an M&S twat <laughs> P.S. He isn't really you're a legend Dan <laughs> ding dong <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> that was um, Daniel Petho from Preston so basically Dan is a twat so. is, where is Dan? so well he's far too busy to appear on the podcast so um, you know every time he says oh, I'll be there I'll be there but when it comes to the crunch what's he doing? He never does any work when I see him. He's the only reason people tune in to yeah. listen to his inane ramblings I know well listeners do you want Dan to return? I personally can't stand the sight of him. No, I can't. Um, But if you do want him to return, then let us know. You can email us at IGNUKfeedback at IGN.com. Let us know either way, and then we'll uh, we'll do a straw poll, and uh, if you want him back... We'll see if and we we'll overrule the, the results of the poll and not let him back. How about a third option? Uh, people, if they want, we'll set fire to him and film it. Yep. Good idea. Yeah. Live podcast. Okay. I'd With a, a Fleming Dan. I'd love that. Uh, I've I w- got. Uh, I wonder what that tastes like. <laughs> Let's not even go there. Uh, I've got uh, a tweet from Craig Green, um, but it's actually quite hard to read because he used kind of text speak. With rumours of Sledgehammer doing 
MW3, what do you think it will be like? If it is a stinker, would ruin the brand. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I think that's a brilliant <laughs> So I think... between the lines, with rumours of Sledgehammer doing MW3, so with Sledgehammer working on Modern Warfare 3, <laughs> yes. what do we think it will be like? If it's a stinker, will it ruin the brand? Uh... We've, we've actually covered this really well, haven't we? No, yeah. it won't. But but thanks for your tweet. <laughs> Maybe it's because he was limited to 140 characters. Could be. How many characters are there? I can't count that quickly. Why don't you count them while the next piece right. of feedback is I'll do that. Um, I've got an email from Bob Laws, <laughs> and he says, I love the way Martin's mind works, and I'm intrigued to know what he calls small breasts. <laughs> Martin, over to you. <laughs> Does someone want to give this some context? Because I have just yeah. Unfortunately, we, uh, when we walked into the to the podcast recording room this morning, we just didn't we didn't quite set up the recording this in time, so it's lost forever. But we were talking about uh, Anne Hathaway's Anne Hathaway's tits, basically, <laughs> and how they're 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 not particularly large. And Martin commented and said that they were beastlings. <laughs> Beastlings, beastlings, little beastlings, 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 monsters. To which we all went, what are you talking about? What do you mean beastlings? Do you mean beastings? I always thought it was beastlings. It makes so much sense now, you explain it's beastings. But But I want to call them beastlings. Because they sound really cute, don't they? Little beastlings. What would you do if you got, what would a girl say if you got into bed and say, oh, I like your beastlings? (laughs) Or or have you? I have. Have you? No, No, I haven't. Would you say I like your bee stings? No, you then? certainly wouldn't say that because that's quite insulting. <laughs> that's See, basically that, that's you've got a like good little point, boy tits. <laughs> 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 oh my god! How many ca- how many characters was that? Uh, 140. Was it? <laughs> so, well, <laughs> so, Brilliant. Yeah, but maybe tweet us at Team IGN UK if if you've uh, had any similar uh, confusion over the meaning or pronunciation of, of words or just let us know what you call small boobs yeah yes yeah, that's, yeah, that's a better. good one yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah no I have a real I have a real one uh, a real tweet from Chris Wilkes who says uh, one question for the podcast has the Wii killed off Nintendo's chances in the next home console race what how is the most successful console there is at the market it is but it's <sighs> I think um, my opinion of the Wii is that every, and I think the same with 3DS in fact everyone goes out and buys it because it's an interesting gimmick and they think it's fun to play but then a year later or whatever no one uses it mm. um, and I think you know you can get stung by that once be stung <laughs> be stung be stung by it once and then potentially twice on 3DS but you know if, if Nintendo's next home console is if there's a new gimmick, I probably ain't going to bother. Yeah, I'd like. I would like to have uh, thought that there was Nintendo were going to announce their next console at E3 this year, but with the 3DS out, I guess no. they're going to focus on that for Christmas. So, probably out the window. But um, I don't know. I, I I think they're still in a good position. I think obviously a lot of people are disappointed with the Wii as it stands right now. But I can't see that happening mm. in 3DS though, because the DS is just one is one of the most incredible um, bits of hardware yeah. ever in games. Yeah. Do you not think with the with the way that the that uh, the three, the three sixty and the PS three are positioned now, where they're where they're not so much games machines, they're more home entertainment yeah. hubs. You know, Sony and and Microsoft have, have both got head starts in that really, and in, that's never really been anything Nintendo have been interested. I still in. I I don't use um, my three sixty to watch films uh, or anything. I do that on no. my PS three, but I also I do use my Wii to use the iPlayer on it. Interesting. Do you? Yeah. Do you not you use iPlayer on the PS3? Oh, that's well, because I've got my Wii at my house and my PS3 is my girlfriend's house. Yeah. Right. If there's all in one place, I'd use the PS3. Uh, right, yeah. right, right. Exactly. Okay. But it does, have, it does have some functionality, though. They, they are slowly fingering their way. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> fingering their way. <laughs> Something which would change with a 3DS when they could, yeah. Oh, right. no, we're, this is far too much paedophile content all in this. All I can this. think of is finger his way forward. And, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I, I, I mean, it could, work, it could it could work in their favour if you think about yeah. it. If they if they you know if Nintendo come out and say you know what follow up to Wii, it's going to be just a gaming device. Mm-hmm. That's it. Fuck the rest of all this uh, being able to play movies and music and all that. We're just concentrating on gamers. Funny point. Steve Bauman made a comment earlier this week yeah. saying that the Xbox 360 is not a gaming console. He's an idiot. 
Well, no, but so Ken Kataragi said that back in 2005 when they did the PS3. PS3 he said, this yeah. isn't a gaming console, this is the entertainment device. Yeah. And Microsoft like, no, ours is a gaming console. And now they're like... Uh, yeah, actually, exactly. Yeah. Five years, or well, six yeah. years later. Actually, yeah. Uh, Didn't sounds, he say something about? That sounds quite good. My my wife says, "Hey, when are we going to watch a DVD on the Xbox?" Apparently, and just like, like that. Yeah, she's, exactly. She's that. very masculine. No, no, that's how Steve. That's <laughs> how Steve Ballmer would say it. Yeah, it's he. He shouts quite he a bit, is, which bit makes me think. Ugh, they're still watching DVDs. Developers, 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 developers. <laughs> Get with the fucking program. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry. No, you can't watch Blu-rays, can you? No. Mm. I don't know what anyone's talking about anymore. <laughs> Sorry. No. Uh, Tom Tidders uh, writes in, subject, 3DS, uh, fuck Nintendo. But he wants me to do it in a Chinese accent. Unfortunately, Tom's not here, otherwise I'd have got him to do it. So. Fuck Nintendo! When are uh, we going to stop the uh, lazy racism on the... Look, I think now, we're, I think now we've got... Now we've got <coughs> do you mean <coughs> racy racism? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. You should we're all going to prison for this. Are we? No, not Matt Williams. Who is Matt it? Williams. Uh, David him. Williams. David, David Williams. Williams. Matt Lucas. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I had a thought about this the other night? You know what? this up in the air thing that's, that's yeah. on at the moment? And everyone's that, rubbishing that, it. Isn't that the George Clooney one? Whatever film. it's called. Oh, it's called. Fly, come Fly film. With Me. Oh, Come Fly that's With it, Me. Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, Matt, Matt Lucas, Which David Williams. Would black up? That'd be brilliant. See, the thing is, though, Matt Lucas, when he does his characters, you kind of get a sense that he quite likes his characters, that he kind of inhabits them nicely and he thinks they're quite good characters whereas David Walliams just rips the piss and I don't mm. and he's quite sneery about it and if it wasn't for Matt Lucas I don't think David Walliams would amount to nothing mm. what's your views I don't particularly like uh, David Walliams he's a bit of a knob end yeah no I've yeah I've always thought Matt, Matt, Matt Lucas is the the real talent there and mm. like the, he's running his coattails a bit he's, he's alright but what did it? David Williams did a did a show. Over, I think it was over Christmas about like the worst fifty. Oh God, um, I saw that thing. And and again, he was all right to begin with, but in the end, he's just turned into all these stupid caricatures that mm. he always does. And it's like, oh please, it's just not funny anymore. I always think David Mitchell's super funny, and Robert Webb's quite funny. But I think he's got lucky to be in with David Mitchell, and they yeah, work yeah. well together. Yeah. But I don't think Robert Webb would be successful on his own. But David Mitchell. Did anyone see Ten O'clock Live last night? No, I didn't. No. Did no. you? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I'm annoyed that Lauren Laverne's on it. I can't. Do you like Lauren Laverne? No, I don't get it. I can't bear her. What? There's nothing there. Don't she's not say, funny. Don't, no, she's, she's not, not funny. funny. She's don't like Claudia Winkleman. Don't start going on about Kinnicky either, because Kinnicky was shite. <laughs> she's lovely. Just because no, she's fancy not. Yeah, she's a stupid northern tart with she's... massive googly eyes, and she simpers, and she's not funny, and she should just fuck off. Mm. You've got, you got three funny man. people there, and then... Yeah. And then her. I did. I saw one bit with Charlie Brooker. Yeah, uh, and he fucked up the uh, punchline to a gag. Did he? Brilliant. He, like, oh, he, he built up this gag and then balls it up and had to re say it. And like, oh, oh, Brooker. Oh, Brooker. Brooker, Brooker, Brooker. Um, I have an email from Kevin O'Donnell who writes um, Christopher Nolan has briefly told us about his plans to develop a game set in the world of Inception, but I was curious as to who you think should develop this game. Personally, I would choose Lionhead just to hear the lies that Molyneux would tell us about it. <laughs> Being serious, though, I think Platinum Games may be the best shout. I feel really sorry for... We Stop slagging off Peter Molyneux. We, we slag him off in a nice way. He slags himself off. Yeah, yeah. he He's does himself no yeah. favours. Mm. He, he puts him, himself... Well, if you listened to Gamescom podcast last year, he was like, you know, all he these He does himself a few favours. He's a millionaire. Is he? How do you know that? He's got to be. I don't know. Lives in a nice house. How do you He's got know? a nice car. Because that video of his kid talking... Oh, you right. see the house in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Have <laughs> you been stalking Peter Molyneux? <laughs> um, um, I, yeah, who would you like to see do a... a I think do, Naughty Dog would be quite good. So this is Inception game. <laughs> Inception, yes. No, you'd need to, something you could do twisty. You'd have to get Kojima to do it or something. You want something you could do twisty kind of... See, it depends what you'd want out of an Inception movie. Would you want the kind of... Game. The thinking bit, obviously. Or would you want cool action sequences? Who did Bayonetta? Because that, that, that was Platinum. That was That's who... Uh, so you don't want the action, do you, though? You want something which is going to be a bit smart. You probably want something like Introversion who are doing uh, somebody who can actually bring some smart ideas. Well, no, just, what? <laughs> seriously. Do you owe them money? No. <laughs> I just think it's something that you do smart ideas and not, because it's not an action, uh, Inception isn't really an action film. It's got zero G fighting. Actually, it is an action film. I'm lying. Yeah. It's, got, it's got guns in that for Bond scene. Between in that and a different film. I'll give it to Kojima. Just give it to him. He'll do it. <laughs> I'm going EA Games. <laughs> that doesn't even make uh, any sense. Thank you, Kevin. No, that's got us thinking. I got an email from Mark Pagas. Um, 
who says, as we may have heard, uh, indie game Minecraft has just passed a million sales while still in its beta stage. Uh, and do we think that indie games will ever surpass full-size retail games, retail games, sorry, uh, in sales, popularity, or profit? No. Well, it's already happened, isn't it? No. Well, it, it, it depends how you... What do you class as indie games? Like like Ang- Facebook games, for example. Angry Birds? Yeah, exactly. And that... I've, I've, I should really know this, but the other guy who's just asked Angry Birds... The, um, well, the has little, a 13-year-old kid who's yeah. done the ball thing. What's that? <laughs> Have you not heard about this? A game that's outsold Angry Birds now. Mm-hmm. It's written by a 13-year-old kid. And what is it? Any idea what it is? I haven't played it yet. I should no, some- download it, but I haven't bothered yet. It's something to do with you have a ball and you move a ball around and the ball moves. Sounds rubbish. But with um, it's weird that none of us <laughs> know it. With the um, app store and with loads of stuff like that, and with yeah, I think. But so in terms of units sold, mm-hmm. then maybe Angry Birds. But surely you know a big game is going to make more money. Well, it depends because than- you've got the development cost. I Angry Birds, True. I guess, wasn't a massive development cost on that, was it? Yeah, the actual but you take something like incredible. Cod, cod blobs cost an absolute fucking mint to make. Yeah. yeah. And also hurrying up Battersea Power Station. That was, like that, that was a well, great course, night, wasn't it? But that, yes. Yeah, but charging for drinks, you make some of your money back. <laughs> 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 that was the uh, Connect launch. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Call, Call of Duty was the free one. Um, they were doing Connect uh, was little- charging. I had cocktails there. What the cocktails I had? Oh, they were stu- they were black currant, weren't they? Yeah, like black mambas or something. Yeah, black mambas. That's not- a dildo. Is it? Maybe, I got maybe in your house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been twitted at by uh, ooh, uh, Richard. Uh, it says, "Hey." Hey! 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 His voice is breaking. Hey! When are you? When are you going to sift through the game changer comp? Or did I get owned and not win the awesome job? Oh God! I better not be owned. <laughs> I tell you what. If that was his entry, he'd be straight in the, in the shortlist. Uh, so game changer the, the competition uh, or the first round of audition competition auditions <laughs> finishes on January 31st so you've got just over uh, a week left to kind of get your entries in um, that's if you want to be a presenter or a writer um, so yeah get onto the site it's pretty easy there's loads of adverts that point you in the direction of kind of how to get involved but if you're successful you could be on this very podcast is it game changer no IGN.com forward slash game changer <laughs> well, where, where, you, where, where, you should, where you should go? No, I know where you should go is youtube.com forward slash IGN Game Changer, and that's, that's if where you the videos. Be a that it explains about the writing as well. Does though. it? That's all the details are it's on the video. On well, you could write something and hold it up to your camera, and then just put that on YouTube. We could read that, can we? Please don't do that because I've got to go through the entries, <laughs> and that could take a while. Um, <laughs> but yeah, also um, uh, this week we announced the prize. That so you'll be covering the BAFTA Game Awards. For us, Brilliant. which means we can sit there and get pissed while you do all the hard work. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's you know that is literally a money can't buy prize. So that's exciting. They'll also be uh, covering uh, Kapow Comic Con, mm-hmm. which is exciting. That's going to be good. We'll yep. have some other exciting stuff. It's money can't buy, but how much? If someone offered you half a million, <coughs> oh, don't be such an idiot. No, he said money can't buy because it's worthless. Okay. Jesus Christ. Anyway, a money can't buy prize is appearing on this very podcast. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, get your entries in. We are still looking for good people. You've got 10 days left to do it. So, do it. Uh, IGN UK feedback at IGN.com. Uh, Twitter don't, us. Don't send your uh, in- No, don't send your that. entries to that, but send anything else into that you Absolutely. like. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, pictures of pies, maybe. Picture of bee stings. Yeah, yeah. yeah lots of pictures of bee stings. No, that could get a bit messy, actually. No proper bee stings. Oh, okay, yeah, real right. bees. And and if you've got any small, <laughs> yeah, if you've got any horrendous small... faces that have flared up, <laughs> and any small animals, any sort of tiny wild animals Beastlings. running around, yeah. send those in as well. Beastlings, yeah, yeah. beastlings. So, I remember one of the funniest things I ever saw was when I was about four. My brother was three, and he was seeing. We had a slide that went down into a paddling pool. He was at the top of the slide and got stung by a bee and <laughs> screamed all the way down. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and then a mouthful of water as he hit the bottom. <laughs> Pissing my pants on the grass watching. Oh you are just an evil man. Anyway, that is it for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, then please give us a good rating on iTunes and we will be back same time next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.